Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Parents Panel. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host, and I'm joined by our panel of experts, Dreams Unlimited Travel Agent, Kristen Turner. Hello, everyone. Dreams Unlimited Travel Agent, Chris Vorabeck. I'd say ahoy, ahoy, but that's stealing other people's thunder. So, hi. And Dreams Unlimited Travel employee slash producer of all things, Craig Williams. Ahoy, ahoy. Oh, thank you again, everybody, for joining us. Well, I'm very excited to be doing something new and different. Um, we get a lot of questions from folks who want us to uh, talk about travel, both Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, other destinations from the parents' perspective. So we've decided that we're going to push forward with that. We're going to bring you regular content from our Dreams Unlimited Travel employees and agents who are all parents. And hopefully we'll be able to share with you some tips and tricks for traveling with kids and give you some insight and help you navigate those waters. Now, I want to make it clear, I am not a parent. I am strictly here to ask the dumb questions. So when I fumble and don't know the answer to something, and it's not my fault. I just didn't have kids. So um, I'm going to start off and let everybody introduce themselves. We'll go around the panel and just tell us a little bit about yourself. We want to know about your family dynamic and, you know, maybe some background on your uh, love of Disney, your first visit, something like that will will be interesting to everybody. So I'm going to start with Kristen. Kristen, tell us about your family. We're going to give you about 45 minutes because I know you've got so many children. <laughs> yes. Um, so I have four children. I my oldest is a girl, and she's the only girl. She's fourteen, and then I have three crazy boys: uh, twelve, nine, and five. So I I've been to Disney starting with being pregnant. I think I was pregnant with all of them at one point in time on a trip. Um, to all the way to babies, to toddlers, to now teenagers. So I have experience in cruise line parks with all ages of children. I live in the Midwest, so I um, do have to travel to Disney typically by airplane. We don't like to drive. We have done that drive, and it's not fun. So uh, my first trip to Disney, I was seven, and I fell in love, and I've experienced pretty much every milestone trip uh, since then, graduation from high school, my honeymoon, and all, and that's where we like to vacation. My kids are Disney, Disney, I don't know, Disney fans, Disney freaks, whatever, whatever you want to call them. Um, my daughter has a Disney themed name. My son, her name is Clarabelle, but it's with the K. We're all K names. Um, my son, we named him after a dolphin we swam, swam with at the Living Seas which he has now, we used to go see him every time we went and now he's died. So that's a sad story <laughs> to tell the kids. We have to say, we can't go. His name was Kyber. We can't go see Kyber anymore because he's passed now. Um, and then my youngest, his middle name is Walt. So we just, we just are a major Disney family. Um, is your what? husband as big a Disney fan as you? Are you guys he's, on par with each he, other? Yeah, so he wasn't. Um, his first trip was our high school graduation trip. And then after that, he's kind of fallen in love, too. When when we were researching for honeymoons, we were looking at 
beach, uh, you know, only adult, all inclusive vacations. And then at one point in time, he was finally like, why aren't we going to Disney? I know that's what you really want to do, but it didn't feel like that's what he, he would want to do. But that's what we ended up doing. We're both redhead, fair skinned people. So a beach vacation for like seven days really isn't our thing. So we obviously ended up at Disney, which was wonderful. That is awesome. How long have you been a dreams agent? Uh, I just passed the 10 year mark, October 16th. Congratulations. So I've been, I've been around. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I remember I started, that long. <laughs> I remember I started on boss's day because Tracy was training me and we got into email and there was like thousand bosses day emails, like saying happy bosses day. So I always remember what date it was. And, um, I, it, so I just passed the 10 year mark. That is awesome. Congratulations. Uh, you are a valuable member of our team. I, I hope I could say that to you enough. I mean, you are a terrific agent. You're one of our top producing agents, uh, within the company. So we're so lucky to have you. Um, but I think you bring that great perspective. I know for a fact that other agents go to you for certain questions because of the age range of your kids, that you really have a great broad perspective of what it is to travel with all of those ages of children. So you're definitely on a very, very important part of our team. So we're lucky to have you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, I'm going to go to Chris Vorabeck next. Uh, Chris is an agent with our company, and I'm going to tell him about himself, his family dynamic, and anything else he wants to share. Take it away, Chris. Uh, Chris Vorabeck, as you say, an agent with Dreams Unlimited Travel. Uh, my Disney uh, DNA was uh, I'm, Disneyland was my first park, um, and I grew up in Southern California. I always tease my parents. My parents actually honeymooned at Disneyland, so I always tease them that how the D got in DNA, um, <laughs> the Disney got into the DNA. Um, and I've been Disney crazy person ever since. Um, and, uh, and love find the places to be so magical and lovely and great places for families to get together. My family, I have a 12 year old son. Um, and his first visit to, uh, Walt Disney world was when he was three months old, a lovely picture of him seeing Mickey for the first time. Um, and he is, um, he has really grown up in the Disney environment and we go regularly. We've done world a bunch of times. He's been to land. We've done the, uh, backstage magic out in Disneyland adventures by Disney tour. We've done adventures by Disney in Galapagos and, uh, we did cruised all over the world in the Mediterranean. We did Greece and Italy this summer. Um, we've done the Baltic sea. We've done Alaska. Um, Disney is really part of what what we do, and and it's great that Nick loves it as much as I do. And and you know we've done the Star Wars Hotel, uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser, formerly known the former Star Wars Hotel, um, and we have we have just a great time. He's um, and it's nice now that he's uh, twelve that um, he's it, it's a safe place that he can go into the parks on his own if he wants and do things. And it's a good stepping stone for him as he, as he grows older and I feel intensely safe and he knows the place very, very well. So it's a, it's a great, been a great environment for him. Uh, I'm going to throw something out here. I hope I don't overstep what I'm going to say. I, I don't think this would bother you, but um, you do co-parent 
Nick with Nick's other father. So I think yep. you bring another dynamic to the situation that a lot of people have out there that can, can relate to that. First of all, co-parenting with an ex, but also um, a same-sex couple with a child. So we're hoping you can bring that perspective to the, to the discussion as well for those who might have that same scenario or wonder how to handle certain situations. We co-parent. I have, uh, we have a great co-parenting relationship. Thank goodness. Nick also has a step parent, my spouse, um, who is, um, uh, I've introduced to Disney and, and now I think has come to enjoy it as much as, as we do. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely, there are differences. Um, I tend to, of course, plan a lot of, um, the family trips. So my sister has two young ones, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So I'm planning, I'm all of a sudden having to remind myself of all the things that I had to do with Nick when he was that age, you know, car seats and all those kinds of things. Um, so it keeps me on my toes and, and it's always helpful because I, we like to help parents dealing with those situations. They have those questions. So it's, um, it's very valuable and, and I think helpful to, uh, to be ensconced in it. I agree. I think you bring a great perspective. So thank you for that. So I'm going to move on to Craig. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with our Tuesday show, uh, The Diz Unlimited, you all know Craig is the host of that show and the producer of that show. But I've actually asked Craig to be a panelist for this uh, show because I think we don't get to talk to Craig enough about his family and traveling with his new son. So, Craig, tell us a little bit about what's going on with you and anything you want to share. Uh, absolutely. Uh, before I start, I just want to say that I've been fortunate enough to travel with uh, Chris and Nick on the backstage magic trip and see, uh, you know, his parenting in action and how he interacts with the parks and Disney with his son. That was incredible. I've also been fortunate enough to see Kristen and her entire family at Walt Disney World and uh that looks like a lot. Uh, it was the last time it was at, uh, it was at Roundup Rodeo Barbecue on opening day and seeing four hungry kids as food was clearly not coming out fast enough and, uh, but still all maintaining it together. So when, when I say that, like, I've seen them both in action with their families in the parks, like they are the real deal. They do live and breathe this stuff. Uh, they both travel very often. They are experts. And, you know, I, I hope that from what I've seen from them that I can continue, uh, my path as a parent to being, you know, even in their shadow of, of how good they are with their families. But, uh, I'm Craig. Uh, I am obviously the producer of all the videos and audio podcasts that we do with the Diz Unlimited and Dreams Unlimited Travel. I've been doing it now since technically 2012, but officially, uh, you know, not uh, officially started in 2013, where I was made a, a full-time member. So I've been doing this now for quite a while, and it's taken me all over the world. It's been incredible, uh, and I've been lucky enough to do that with the rest of the team and also many times my wife Kylie and uh, you know it helps that I get to go into the parks a lot with her because we are both located in Florida just 
north of the Magic Kingdom, so very close to all the magic. And last year in November, we were lucky enough to welcome our son Rory into the mix. So yeah, he's uh, just about less than a month away from hitting one year old. So I've been... uh, Dealing with not only having an infant at home, but also we've done a little bit of traveling with him so far. Uh, we we started taking him to the parks relatively early. I I didn't start taking him as early as uh, many people have done. I think it might have been right around the same level as Chris, like right around the the three month mark. I mean he. He went while he was still inside Kylie because uh, we did like our <laughs> we did our pregnancy reveal during the backstage magic trip and got to take awesome photos in front of Disneyland with no one else in there. So if you're looking for like a really cool pregnancy reveal one day, I I highly recommend that. I should say I didn't have to pay to go on that. Thanks, John. Uh, but if you have the money and can afford it, there's nothing like taking photos in Disneyland with no one else around you. Uh, it's pretty spectacular. But uh, yeah, then we, we started taking them around like three or four months. Uh, I was overly obsessed with how loud everything was and the one thing i vowed to myself is that i wouldn't be the cause of him going deaf later on in life from like over over uh doing the noise and because you know you read you read any blogs parenting advice reddit and basically everything tells you like if if it's too loud if it's too cold if it's too hot you're going to be a bad parent and something's going to happen and uh i didn't know how to tune all that out so we started a little bit later into it and uh, you know, got got headphones so then we could control at least that situation and uh, slowly started taking him. And then our first cross country trip to Disneyland happened uh, just back in August. And my goodness, that was an experience uh, traveling on a plane with an infant as uh, I, Chris and Kristen know very well, but I was totally not prepared for it. I definitely would have preferred driving, uh, but it's easier way to go. So I now have experience with that. And they allow, uh, they allow infants on the plane. When you know, you know what they do, and I don't want to brag, but uh, the flight attendants and the people around us all commented on how incredible Rory was. He he only got fussy at like one point in time, but luckily Rhino was sitting right behind us. And as soon as he saw him, he started laughing, uh, as most mm-hmm. people do. And so it happens in first class there. too. We all turn around, we all look at Rhino. <laughs> We all look, we laugh. I see. I want to attest to the fact that Rory is is the best baby. He really is. He spent time with us while we were on our backstage magic, and just so good natured, just so not fussy at all. And um, you know, it, it just adds a whole new level and excitement to traveling anywhere, but to Disney specifically to have a baby sort of around to, oh, yeah. to play with and then give back. Oh, yeah, I absolutely. And I don't want to make this all about me. So I'll wrap this up here. I just I I think I said it on one of the podcasts earlier that we've done, but I I totally get it now. I was, you know, we our, our story is that we 
uh, dealt with infertility. So uh, we were lucky enough to get Rory through uh, multiple attempts with IVF and finally got him. And uh, but for all those years leading up to it, I was solely in the boat of like, no, Disney doesn't have to just be for families. It can be for every type of family, because even if you're just in a couple, that's that's still your family. And, you know, it can be for adults. You don't need kids to see it through a different lens. But everyone who told me I was wrong and that, no, you do see Disney differently with with a child, uh, they were right. And I don't want to discount that with with couples who can't have children or don't have children. It is still such a magical place and you do get to see it in that different way. But my eyes have been open to to just how having having a child and bringing them to the parks, it, it can radically change everything. It's it's made me happier when I go into the parks with him versus when I'm just going with my camera and the rest of the team. And I, I just when he has those moments where he really reacts to anything at all, it just like it, it tugs at my heart. And it's like, yeah, this this is this is a good day. So, uh, and Craig, it's, uh, Craig I don't know if you find this, but I, I find that I have, I remember back to when I was having similar kinds of experiences myself at Nick's age. And you'd seen, I remember the first time we went on Haunted Mansion, and he was nervous when just the things popped up in the graveyard. And I remember having that experience when I was a kid. Um, and, and so you do see it in, in whole new eyes, I think. And, and it's, it's great fun. I think it's fun all the time, but that's one of the differences is you get to see it through somebody else's face. Yeah, it it reopens memories. Um, I I feel like if I look at a picture, I can remember a lot from my childhood and I can start to piece together the image. But I'm not one of those people with a with a photo memory where I can just like pull out and be like, yeah, I remember that day on June 16th. 1992 when I was at Magic Kingdom and totally I'm I'm not that type of person at all but then seeing him even though he's way younger than I was on like first visits I it's just it like starts to open up those memories like like it does when I look at pictures so I I can't wait till you know I I started going once I was like five years old so I can't wait till he gets to that age and I'm sure it's going to uh, trigger floods of memories coming in in a different way so it's uh uh, it's a cool journey to be on. Yeah. Preschool is one of my favorite ages uh, to take when they really, everything is still magical. That like two or three where the, the characters are still real and, and they, that's, you know, people say, should we take them when they're two or three? It's, abs- it's my favorite mm-hmm. time to go. Well, Chris and I, I think you probably get the same question. What's the right age to take them? And I always tell people, it, I, Nick was started at three months and yes, he doesn't remember that, but I do. And he's seen the photos and it beca- it's that start of a collective family remembering and, and creating those memories. And, and they do enjoy it in a different way. At, at three months, there's colors and there's sounds and there's all sorts of things that they're, that they're noticing that, again, you notice in a different, that I notice in a different way through him. So I think. I'm biased, of course. I think every age is a good age, but um, but I don't think there's a wrong wrong time. It, yeah. I, I will say for me, sorry to interrupt you, John. For me, okay. I I was going to kind of tie this in because I know John's going to ask us to share anecdotes, and that was it was going to be kind of part of mine. Uh, just since I am still such a new parent with it, 
I, I think every kid is different and obviously they all, they all grow up at a different pace and hit milestones in a different way. Our first couple trips with Rory, when we would just take them in for a couple hours, they, it, it was like, it was kind of like we were just bringing a blob in and he wasn't reacting. Yeah. We were excited about it, but he had no idea what was going on. Uh, we had one moment where he got to meet goofy when he was pretty young and like that one, we were like, well, he didn't cry immediately, so maybe he's starting to get into it. But like for us, it was once we noticed he was really starting to be perceptive of the world around him, that was like a big thing for us because we're like, okay, we think he'll start interacting with characters more. We saw that around like the six month point, maybe maybe even like closer to four or five where he would he would do like a little smile around them but then by like that nine month point when we were out in disneyland he was fully engaged and like just recognized everything and for us that that was the perfect age so everything before was like it was those were for us but then it's still just for us at nine months. He's never going to remember that, but it was that different level of, he really figured out everything around him and like all that stuff before that's going to fall out of my brain. But like watching Mickey and magic happens at Disneyland playing peekaboo with him. Like that's, that's now a core memory for me because they were, they were both just locked for all of that. And uh, it was, it was like that perfect time. So, and now it's just great every time we go in after that. That's awesome. I think what's what's really great is you touched on something that I've said for a very long time is that Disney has something for everybody, right? We're not doing this show to exclude anybody. We're doing it to focus on a core group of people who have questions and concerns that we want to address. So, you know, if you don't have kids, Disney's for you. If you're a single person traveling solo, Disney's for you. If you have a big family, Disney's for you. Kristen, I'm curious about something uh, as the, the parent on our panel today was more than one child. How do the other kids deal with the younger kids? Are they excited to show the younger kids what they've remember from a past trip or how is that dynamic? Yeah. So I also often travel with, uh, my sister who has a baby and another four year old. So we, we do have a little bit of the teenagers who are into the thrill rides and, but they are also very excited to see it through, through the younger ones. I, so they're excited to do the little stuff with them. Sometimes we get a little bit of, Oh no, do we really have to do teacups? But so you have that dynamic of trying to please everyone, which sometimes can be difficult. And sometimes we have to separate, you know, we'll have to do make a lightning lane for this group and make a lightning lane for the younger group. So we, I managed to figure it out, but there are times when they're definitely really excited to see it through the kids or show them what they remember. But we go often enough where they, they, they've remembered them to, they, they've seen it together and they remember it as a, a whole, you know, like they just, the, they remember doing that with them when they were little and, they just enjoy it. Do you Give take us turns? Specific... I'm sorry. Sorry. Do you take? I, I've seen some people take turns. Like one person gets to choose what ride we do first. Then you know, and you can go through. So so no one feels like they're di- uh, dominating the entire trip. Yeah, we also. I also have one who is afraid of heights. So there's certain things he won't ride. 
Um, and then I, uh, the youngest is still too small to ride a couple things. So uh, the one afraid of heights will stay with the youngest and go do something. Like, for example, in Credit Coaster, we were just at Disneyland last week. Um, the littlest is too small to ride in Credit Coaster, but the older son is was still a little afraid of it. So he went and rode the carousel while we rode in Credit Coaster. And, and they just think that was the coolest thing ever, that he went on a ride by himself with him. <laughs> And so then he remembered it like two days later and was like, we got to ride the carousel. You guys are on credit coaster. So, but the youngest, the five-year-old isn't scared of anything. He'd hop on a credit coaster if he could, but <laughs> not quite tall enough yet. Do you have a specific memory or something you'd like to share with us? Something that sort of sticks out with the kids and their Disney visits? Um, I had a funny story that I wanted to talk about. Um, we are kind of a family that enjoys humor. So our stories are the stories I were thinking of were ones that made me laugh. Um, last week when we were at Disneyland, we were seeing at the grand Californian and we had club level, which I like, that was the first time we've ever said club level with the kids. It was like a whole nother thing for them. They and, like kids stay club level. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, what's the world coming like, to? I was like, I think we're a little too chaotic for this room, but we, <laughs> but by the end of it, we, they were fine. But so we had come back from the park early one night because the chiefs, the Kansas city chiefs were playing We're chiefs fans. And uh, we were watching it in the club level lounge and we had taken our stroller, but our room was only like a couple rooms away from the club level room. And uh, we just, after the game, we had just got up and left and walked back to our room. And left the stroller. And we didn't even realize it. Till the next morning, we were getting ready to go to the park. And I said, where's the stroller? And we couldn't find it anywhere in the room. And, you know, it's a hotel room, so it's not hard to find. I was like, oh, we had to have left it in the club level lounge. So I was like, no big deal. We go there for breakfast. And I say to the people at the desk, hey, uh, we left our stroller here last night. And she goes, oh, that was you? I was like, yes. She said, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. I'm like, okay, why was it a big deal? Well, it was unattended baggage. So we had to call security. They had to look through it for a bomb threat. It took, a, it took over a half hour. <laughs> and I was like, oh, sorry. No one ever leaves things. in the." I, I guess it was unheard of for somebody to leave a shower or leave a stroller in the club level lounge. And I was like, leave it to our family to make a bomb threat security go off at Grand Californian. So they're like, it's going to be a while for you to get that back. So we had to wait like a half hour to get our stroller back. And I was like, well, we, we were just like feet from the room. So we didn't even think about it. He just walked and just completely forgot the stroller. But it's a stroller. It's not like the TSA watch list. Yeah, right. yeah. I was like, I thought that was in an airport. I didn't realize that that happened in a, in a hotel. And it had, I said, it just had like, you know, souvenir bags hanging from it. I don't know why it was a security risk, but I said, that's just why we don't belong in club. <laughs> Our family's too crazy for it, I guess. Not allowed ever again. It's crazy because you think you're at a hotel, you're at Disney World. This is common. There are strollers everywhere. You know, it's right. not like it was a, you know, a suitcase of some sort that was, um, you couldn't open. That's really, really strange that they would do that. But I guess they have the procedures keeping everybody safe, right? Yeah. And Chris, how about you? Do you have a specific story or memory you'd like to share with uh, our audience? I do. And mine uh, goes back to uh, 
I think Disney creates a place where we can have those kinds of uh, uh, real relationships. So Nick and I, uh, well, I have, I have cancer and, um, and I really struggled with how to explain this to my kid. And so I spent a lot of time talking to teachers, talk to my therapist and like, okay, I don't want to scare him. Um, so I, I, think I did a fairly good job explaining it to him. We're on a Disney cruise a couple couple months later and during one of his spring breaks and um, on the Disney fantasy and we're cruising around and we're sitting by the pool and it was happening. This was about when the uh, Star Wars, one, uh, the newest versions of the Star Wars came out. So I hope I'm not spoiling alert anybody, but Han Solo dies. And what? I know. I'm sorry oh, to break the news. God, shocking. Um, but Nick kept bringing that up over the cruise like 10, 15 times. And finally, we're sitting by the by the pool watching Funnel Vision, watching a Disney movie. I'm having a, a margarita or four. And, wow. and Nick brings it up again. And finally, I say to him, Nick, what, what's up? You brought this up a bunch of times. What's going on? You don't have anybody in your life that's died. And Nick says, Daddy, I worry about you. And I go... Okay, this is an important oh. parenting moment, and I wish I was a couple margaritas back so I could embrace the moment. <laughs> um, and luckily, we uh, we have a, a phrase that we use in our house that healthy people live in the present because that's all we have control over. And so I said to him, Nick, I'm so thrilled that you shared that with me because that can be it's sometimes hard when we talk about scary things. And so I'm really happy, and I'm not going to take away your feelings from you. I'm just going to give you a daddy perspective. And my perspective is I'm in the, in the present. We are on this gorgeous ship. We get to watch a Disney movie. I get to be with my favorite person on the planet. And in the present, my expectation is I'm going to be around for a long time. If that ever changes, we're going to have a conversation about that. I'm not going to hide that from you. We will deal with it. But in the present, my plan is I'm going to be here for a while. And so it, is it okay if we just live in that space and not taking away your fear, but let's just enjoy right now. And it seemed to work, but I think it was that space where families come together that allow you to have those kinds of conversations that maybe don't happen in the hustle and bustle of getting homework done and getting to school on time and all those other things. This was a real step back moment where we could have a conversation that I think would be, it, well, it's not light, it's not easy, but it's, it's an important one to have. So it was, it was really lovely. I'll tell one other one. And it comes from when uh, we, we were with Craig in the, um, uh, out in California for the backstage magic trip. And we had one of our adventures by Disney guides was Ralph, who is awesome, by the way, fantastic. And he, he kind of closed out our tour saying that one of their family traditions was to always come together at, at the place in Disneyland where the railroad tracks come together on main street. And they would take a picture and then tell what their favorite moment of the trip was. And it kind of mirrors our family mantra of healthy people living the present, um, embracing those moments that we have and remembering them and being grateful that we get to experience these magical places. Um, and, uh, and so we now do that on all of our trips. We did before, but now we're doing it in a more intentional way. And, um, and we take a picture when we're leaving a cruise ship, we get a, in the, we take a picture with whatever, um, you know, right in the main hall and, and really, we want to appreciate that we get 
get to do these things and uh, and be grateful for them. So so those are my two stories about, you know, kind of embracing your fam, however your family, whatever your goals are, you, you can do that in a Disney park and really come together and share those kinds of special memories. That's a great story. I had uh, I had seen something or uh, heard someone talk about something that I thought was interesting. And they said that a lot of the best conversations they have with their kids is when they're riding around with them in the yeah. car and they're not talking about anything specific. It's not anything in general. You kind of learn things that the kid will say something that, you know, just because everybody's relaxed and the guard is down and that must be what, uh, you know, allowed Nick at that moment to sort of feel like, okay, I get a chance to relax and breathe and then say this thing that's on my mind. I think that that's, that's awesome. And you guys have a great, it feels like a safe place. I mean, I, I can find out things while waiting in lines for something because they're kind of bored. And so they've run out of stuff to talk about. So they'll bring up something <laughs> that they wouldn't tell us about otherwise. And it's, you know, it's like, okay, that's, that's really valuable, very valuable time. So. That is awesome. That is awesome. All right, guys, I thank you so much for joining me on this first episode. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed hearing your stories, hearing about your families. We are going to do more of these. Whether people like them or not, it's just going to be just for me. So <laughs> that's the decision I have made. Um, again, I've, I've loved hearing your stories and hearing about your kids, and I can't wait to hear more of the details of the things you do to, to plan for trips and getting your family ready and picking things specifically and what you do to get ready in the hopes that this will all, you know, help other people who are listening. So thank you, Kristen. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. Uh, very thank much you. enjoyed this. And I want to say thank you everybody at home for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week and we hope you have a great vacation with your children. 